0: This is the reflector reflections podcast my name is annie join me as we journey around the world talking with fellow human design reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design today's beautiful conversation is with joshua josh is a 2-4 reflector and while we don't need labels to describe joshua and the work he does we can introduce to you that joshua is holistic personal trainer lifestyle coach men's embodiment coach and a men's work facilitator just to name a few. Josh is the owner of Soul Body Performance and is the co-founder and facilitator at New Moon Brotherhood in Asheville, North Carolina. Welcome, beautiful soul.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. (laughs) So, Josh, this, obviously, we're here to talk about reflectors, human design, the beautiful journey of life, So would you mind sharing with us how you found human design or human design found you?
1: Mm. Wow. That's a good question. Um, So I live in Asheville, North Carolina. I've been here about five years. Um, I had a bit of a spiritual awakening journey when I was 22, 23, um, and I was living in central Pennsylvania. That was where I mostly grew up. And my journey sort of began with um, food and movement. And that was kind of how I, and, and wellness. And then I started to discover a little bit with meditation. And the area I lived in just didn't foster a lot. It was pretty, um like a lot of Amish people live there. And, um you know, just different types of Christianity and um, just didn't really foster my, my spiritual um, awakening for lack of a better word. And um, so I spent a few more years up there, um, actually found out about Asheville through a podcast and I thought it sounded really cool. I'd never heard of it. And I went and checked it out and I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a leap of faith and just move there. And, um, and, I was in a relationship at the time we had come down together and I was there for maybe a year and a half with her um, before we broke up. And after that, it like opened up a portal for me and I started discovering all of the weird areas of Asheville, all the little um, spiritual nook and crannies, like all these different modalities that I couldn't even um fathom existed and I still like they They still keep popping up and there's all these like underground scenes and um yeah and I don't think I found human design at that time necessarily. Um I was going through a mentorship at a holistic orthopedic fitness center called the Wellness Movement Center. And in order to go through the mentorship i had to go um i had to see my mentor as a client first and he's super duper holistic and um he wanted me during my um i don't know probably halfway through my my journey with him he wanted me to go see this energy healer who also does human design and he had just found out about her and really liked her and um so we did some energy work together. And, um, Oh, even before that she texted me, it's like, what's your information? I texted her back. And she like sent me this long, like freaking out text. She's like, Oh my God, you're a
0: reflector.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, What does that mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I felt, um, like excited that she was so good. <laughs> like my ego is getting really, um, stroked by let go I, like, oh, I feel like I might be special <laughs> yeah. um I can't remember if I was her first reflector or is is she did not have a lot of experience with the reflectors and so I went and saw her and um it was like information dump um she had she had a very high energy um she probably was a generator <laughs> She's just like like loved this shit and just like went 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 and um am i allowed to say shit Is absolutely it... okay i'm australian <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and from what i remember there were some things she told me that were really potent for me um one of them being like I think she might've been like asking about my childhood and stuff, and it came up of like, yeah, I felt like this chameleon person. Um, and I felt like a fraud my whole life. Like I was just acting in all these different ways and it's gotten a little bit better since I've found some of my passions in life. But, um, it still comes up and it was really bad when I was a kid and I'd I'd be really self-critical over like, why am I so different? Like, am I not authentic? Am I like not able to like figure, find this like core personality that I would be with each person. And she's like, Oh yeah, that's your gift. Like that's, that's who you're like, that's, that's everything. And I was like, what? And there's so much in that reading of like, the conditionings of society like there's so many things I thought were toxic and wrong with me um, that I was running from and trying to change and human design it felt like such a um, a support of those things that I thought were um, a bad shadow and they were like no these are actually your gifts um, if you know how to use them and reflect them and refine them and pay attention to the signs and um yeah, and I so I just took away some really potent um insight from that and some downloads and with astrology and human design and um you know personality pattern stuff, I find it all super interesting and I, I think it's extremely valid. I, I just notice that I don't go super deep down the rabbit holes with any of those for whatever like I'll I've gotten several human design readings and really appreciated them. Um And it seems like there's more in, I can't believe like how complex it is. It's like down to like food and everything else. Um, And I've got enough tabs open in my life and rabbit holes that I've like not gone all the way down. Like I just keep opening more rabbit holes. And so um, I'm good with just like getting some information here or there and it's, it's, it feels really beneficial. And um, yeah, I think that.
0: Yeah, thank An- you.
1: Answers your question.
0: <laughs> I really like that um, this this person that you went to, this, this energy healer, that she asked you those questions. How was your childhood growing up?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because a lot of the time when we do get these readings or someone's talking to us, they're not really taking into consideration that I may quoting here, but the trauma that we carry through from being a child and not really understood And that's Mm -hmm. a very common theme that we have as these one percenters that we, and I know a lot of people are, and I don't want to overly generalize it, but
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that childhood of yours is very similar to the childhood that we all have Mm -hmm. um, of just being so many different people. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you probably quite a personal question that just came through to me was, We're kind of like when we 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 start to understand ourselves as we get a little bit older and we either go to therapy or we're really trying to work on our personal development, people say, you know, revisit that childhood, revisit, you know, what were you doing? What did you enjoy? And that can be a very difficult thing for a reflector because as you were saying there, it's just like you were a chameleon. You were constantly just going with the flow. And mm-hmm. I just, I feel that. Um could you share something on that if you don't mind?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um In addition to like the reflectorness and all the, the hardships, my, my mind, like a lot of people, but I, I think I have an especially negative bias perfectionist mind. So it, it goes straight to like, what doesn't work? How can this be improved? What doesn't work? How can this be improved? So when I, think back to my childhood, it's often the difficult parts and my mind doesn't, I had a lot of happy, great times as well. Um, but as far as the, the challenge of what you just spoke to. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a lot of masks. I, um, I was very confused and once I, I mean, starting with like childhood, um, I started developing these narratives and stories that I would get from television and like, try them on and then like share them with people. And then now I'm that person to that person. And so I'm sharing now I'm like, Oh, now I'm kind of trapped in that. And I need to like track who I told these things to. And I would tell different things to other people and try to track that. And it created a lot of, um, like anxiety in my system. Um, even if I wasn't conscious of it, I, I like know is in the background of like I think I'm gonna get caught, and that pattern continued into my teen years. And the more I did it, and the older I got, the more obsessed I also got with getting love from external sources and fitting in, and not just fitting in, but like being the best and like really, really being loved from the outside. Um, and that led to, um, some pretty deep depression in my teen years. I mean, that was, that was one of the contributing factors, you know, I I told you where I grew up. Um, I didn't know any of my passions yet. I didn't know, like, and there was nothing around me that I was connecting with. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was pretending a lot and trying things on and, um, pretending I like this music if I thought it would, um, get me you know friendship and pretending like this so i was doing a lot of chameleon stuff and um so a lot of personality crises and um deep depression um and a lot of social anxiety and yeah yeah so yeah, yeah i'm I wondering feel- if you you resonate with any of that
0: i really do and I, and just what you were saying there about you know, being that chameleon and splitting yourself for different people or different groups to fit in, that mm-hmm. I can really resonate with that. And and what you were saying there about we created so much anxiety because I guess from a, a body point of view, we just kind of shattered ourselves into all these little different external sort of projections mm-hmm. that weren't even really us, but there's still that part of us in there. And and that the whole kind of like coming, again, I'm air quoting, coming home to the self, but just kind of like pulling all that back. And you've got to call back all of those kind of shatter shatterings mm-hmm. of us. Um and you were saying that this started for you about 10 years ago where it just it hit you something, you know, just I've got to, I've got to, it was a drive, it was a driving force. And that's oh, when yeah. you moved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um i mean i could speak about that as well
0: yeah absolutely
1: like, <laughs> um it's definitely i've i've never spoken about it in public but <laughs> or I, this is my first podcast so um so i dropped out of college i should have been going to college it was a very um external driven decision it's like that's what i'm supposed to do and my parents thought it would really straighten me out um and cause I was getting into a lot of trouble when I was 17, 18. And, um, looking back, it would have been supportive probably to like go travel or do a little soul searching, but that just wasn't in the, the narrative where I grew up and people went to college right after high school. And so I ended up dropping out after a semester where I majored in partying and slacking off and, <laughs> smoking pot and all the fun stuff. And um and I I met a young woman that um I'd actually we'd gone to the same high school together but never met there before. And we ended up diving deep into a relationship. Um and we were just we were just babies and um yeah I went really deep into a toxic relationship. Ended up actually getting married. Um, by age 21 and bought a house and um I just had this moment um like and I don't want to give too much you know personal because of her but just this moment with her where I was like am I going to keep doing this and um I said no I'm not going to do it and so I made the decision to to break up. And I kind of remember like the moment, like thinking about it afterwards, the, this these questions that came into my mind of like, what am I gonna do with my life? Because I had gotten into such a comfort zone, even though my life was miserable and suffering. It was like so familiar, and um and I was at such rock bottom, and I was just like, Well. I can either continue to live my life like passionless and like too afraid to try anything. You know, I was, I was always afraid to put myself out there to join a class and look stupid or new or foolish. Like I, I avoided that. Um, a lot of my young adult life, like my teen and, and young adult life. Um, so I could either do that. Um, I could kill myself. That was like a, like I was really, pondering that I was like I because I that first option just sounded awful like to be this like hermit never trying anything and mm-hmm. um or I could start putting myself out there trying things and really like pushing myself you know past these this edge of of comfort um and that terrified me but to me I was like there's no other choice I'm not going to kill myself like I just couldn't do that with my family and um, I couldn't keep living in the same way that I was and um, that decision to do that is just what changed everything. And I think where that came from was being at rock bottom. Like I could not go any lower and, you know, I get asked by my family and my friends of that time of like, why did you, why were you in that relationship? Like, why did you get Like, Why did you need to get married? Like, it was just, it was very strange to everyone on the outside. And, um, I've done a lot of reflecting on it years past and the thing that keeps coming through is like some force, my soul, my higher self is like, you've like, I was just living in this like almost rock bottom place for so long. It's like, okay, we really got to get you there so that you get the fuck out and go right. yep. um, and start living your life purpose. And so I, I really think that's what was driving like just going deeper and deeper into this hole that like, there was no light to any conscious. eye. of like, where are you going? And, um, yeah. And just that, that decision to, to put myself out there, I like joined a CrossFit class and I started, um, I joined this like cooking membership online where I learned how to cook for myself, which I had never cooked before. And, um, yeah just those things really like were the beginning of a snowball process with so many ways of being beautifully inspired by pushing my edges and and growth and um, I feel like every year I get wiser and I suffer less and like I can't wait to just keep getting older it's like it's the opposite of the conditioning I think but
0: thank you so much for sharing that just reminds me of um, there's a saying about dots that, and I, I felt that throughout my life that you always look back. Hindsight's a bitch, but you know, when you look <laughs> back, you can be like, I can see how all the dots got me to where I am. Mm-hmm. And I always have to trust in that. But someone says in this quote, but first you've got to start making the dots. That sounds to me what you were like. You were just, you know, that finally it was like you have to start making the dots to get to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, make some dots. Make some dots. Just go and join a cooking class. I love that. Just do whatever. CrossFit. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you drink the Kool Aid? Did you drink the CrossFit Kool Aid, or did you? Just oh, for one? sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got certified in it. Um, yeah. I, I got like total adrenal burnout from it, and and the the um advice when I would ask the coaches like why why are my plateaus dropping? Like why are my numbers? Dropping? Why do I feel tired all the time and exhausted? Like oh, you just need to come in more. I'm like oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's going, be, it's going in five days a week. I need to go in six days a week. And Yeah.
0: It's so interesting that, you know, we're talking about that chameleon thing because I have done so many sports and so many things. It's like you meet new people and suddenly you you would be like, oh, I, I love this now. This is me. This is my thing. I love
1: this. Absolutely. And then
0: you do that for a while and you're like, I actually fucking hate this. Like I am sore all the time i was doing crossfit for years as well the (laughs) comps you know and i'm like i think to myself i actually really hate competing it'd fill me with anxiety and i'm like why am i doing this
1: yeah Um (laughs) that piece you you just spoke to um that was another thing that hit me with the first human design reading i was like i hate this part of myself that starts new things and doesn't finish them and goes on to the next. It's like addiction to novelty and she's like yeah it's a superpower like I was like what (laughs) like that's how it's supposed to be for you she's like telling me all the things in my chart like what I'm like okay um that was really profound for me and like um really healing especially with like sort of my my wounding with my parents with that. Like I carry a lot of guilt of like the money they spend on me with these different things. And again, it's just dots, you know, it's, but it, the conditioning I think is the dots need to look like this completed thing. And yeah. then that's your thing. And I don't have a thing. <laughs> I've been so like, hard. I, st- I still try at times. And then I remind myself it's okay. I, I might never have a thing. Yeah.
0: That's exactly it. I I really feel you on that because I'm 47 and I still don't have a thing. Oh. And, and I, I've, I, you know, over the last three to four years, I finally accepted that, that that's actually, it, you know, t- to say that that's my superpower. It's like, I have so many tools in my toolbox tool because I, I just keep trying on things and mm-hmm. some things stick, some things stick for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Human design, for example, gene keys, those kind of things in the work that I do has stuck with me for years. Um, and I'm just like, I don't see it going away until 2027, apparently, when it all goes bye bye anyway. But because it's, 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 <laughs> a, I don't know
1: anything about that. Yeah. Another rabbit hole. Don't even <laughs> That's get another into that. rabbit hole. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: I'll just but, take your word for it.
0: Yeah. It's just something out there. Okay. But yeah, it is. It's, and it's, it's kind of fun. Um, it's, I've, yeah, but I hear what you're saying. That's that conditioning. It's just like we're raised that you just go to school, you do this, you get married you whatever you do to university and that's what you do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And we subscribe to that. And even intellectually, this is the problem, isn't it? Our, our mechanical minds get in the way because they're like, yep, that's exactly what I've got to do. But our bodies are like, nope, <laughs> I want to go and do this. And it shuts down. And that's where I think a lot of this anxiety, depression, very generalizing here but you know mm-hmm. it's because these the mind and the body and the soul and the spirit they're not linking because totally this thing's got to get out of the way this this big clunker up here fuck off yeah. <laughs>
1: absolutely and the the tragic part of the healing in the west is is that it's so uh mind oriented I, I was in a lot of therapy and it wasn't till the last few years that we started asking questions to my body and following sensations and emotions. And, um, wow. Like the past few years, my, my therapy practices have been so profound, like more profound in one session than some psychedelic journeys, um, you know, medicinal psychedelic journeys. And, and I totally believe that's because of the focus on the body and like the bottom up approach instead of. Um, top down and something clicked for me. One counseling, I was like, Oh, I've been trying to figure out how this works and blocking it by doing that. I was like, I should stop doing that.
0: Yeah. And it's a natural progression that you you're in the fitness, fitness industry, but you know I mean? (laughs) Like you've used movement through this to help you. And now you're helping others in this. It's like, Again, dots, it's like, oh, I see where that was leading me. It's like hindsight. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally.
0: And you moving your body. I've The work I do as well, it's very therapeutic and not just dance as in choreographed movement or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just allowing what you just said there before, allowing your body to express how it needs to, to move or to feel or to react um, without any questions what I I love spontaneous dance and things like that it's just like let loose
1: oh yeah there's a beautiful um ecstatic dance community here in Asheville and it's so profound and therapeutic and it's such a it's such a mirror to to our lives you know how we're moving on the dance floor. like the body tells the story um yeah. and it it it's down to like the interactions with others, like dancing with them. And then like the stories we might tell ourselves, like, Oh, I feel rejected. And like, all these, like it's, it's all in the body. It's, it's, it's incredible.
0: So the work that you do for yourself and with others, would you mind sharing a little bit about that movement journey?
1: Sure. Sure. So it kind of starts with, my, my awakening and my health journey. And, um, I went back to college and I was like, I need to be a gym teacher is what I think I'm going to (laughs) do. But I wasn't like set on it. It was an idea. And I went to a community college and then they, um, opened a health and wellness promotion program while I was there. And I like read about that. I was like, that sounds more interesting. Um, it's a very umbrella major. And one of the things you can do is health coaching. So I started finding out about health coaching. I was like, wow, that's super interesting. I want to do that. And then I moved to Asheville and finished my two-year degree. And my plan was to go to the four-year college down here, um, UNC, the Asheville campus, and um, finish my my four-year degree in health and wellness promotion. And I had my eye on this health coaching program online called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Um, It just really sang to me at a soul level. Like it was like really beckoning me. And um, I was dating a woman here who was like, why are you waiting to go? Like, I hear you talking about like, do it now. um, Just full on giving me advice, like telling me what to do. And um, I was like, wow okay yeah that sounds great and I've really struggled with um, mainstream academia it's just been like I don't it's probably part of my reflector nature and human design like in in my nervous system it's like I've really struggled to do things that I disagree with and I'm not lit up by like it's my energy is just zonked and it drives my, it's driven my family fucking crazy. Like you just grind and then you get to have the life that you want to, I was like, I can't do it.
0: You see through the bullshit. That's just, I think, I, yeah.
1: Just, and it's just, so loud and I'm doing homework and my mind and my body won't stop. Yeah, Like saying how stupid this is and it's just torturous. So that advice was just like, really like, that's all i needed i was like yeah i want to do that you're right and um so i went through that program and it was really powerful to hear um just these different philosophies around coaching and it, it it was so aligned with what i had found i was so sick of looking at programs that said like this way is the way these are the facts. And this program said, we're going to bring in 500 different experts and they're all going to say different things and say that their way is the best so that you can all get your minds exploded and then put it back together and just be open in your health journey and how you coach people and things. I was like, that's so true. Like every human is a bio individual with different needs, different backgrounds. Um, You know, I'm, human design reflects that as well, like so beautifully. It's like each person has a different path and things they need to do in an environment to be able to feel fulfilled. It's the same with diet. It's the same with spirituality. It's the same with movement. It's the same with all these things. Um, So that really resonated for me and went through that program, learned a lot about reflective listening at that time was attending men's circles for the first time and felt like, wow, this is really revolutionary to like be in a circle of men talking about my emotions and talking about hard stuff that's going on and um, having them listen and reflect and like nobody's making a terrible joke and teasing each other or like, um, yeah, it's fascinating process. And they weren't like, experienced men's circles is like men who wanted this and we're like trying to create it. Nashville has a lot of beautiful, sensitive brothers and like, this is what we want. And we, a lot of us have wounding around growing up in an environment that is a form of masculinity that we're just not in alignment with. And, um, so that was starting to spark a lot of that interest at that time. And I started, seeing like one or two clients as a health coach. And then all of my um, shadow stuff around social media and putting myself out there came up and it's still something I struggle with. All of my clients are hot referrals. Like I really don't do any marketing and I, I need to, it's something that I've been avoiding for a while. And also, um, just doing my own self work has felt really important. And, um, but that'll be the next step. And, and so um, I was really reevaluating. I was like, is this for me? Like this whole world of marketing and coaching and all these things. I don't know if I can do it. It's like, it was like a lot of competition. And, um, and then I discovered, um, the Czech Institute, Paul Czech and the Czech Institute. I started listening to his podcasts and, um, I felt this deep resonance with the information he was providing and the the holistic nature of his, his school and his podcast and his philosophy. He's the most holistic human I've ever heard speak in my life. Who could, like any guest who comes on the show, he can go, sometimes he knows more than they do and they're the expert in their thing. It's just like from any subject I could possibly think of and um, really resonated with that and looked up if there were any Check practitioners in Asheville, and I found one. And I went to his website, and he had this um, fitness trainer mentorship um, program. And he also owned a center called Wellness Movement Center, and it was uh, a it was a very holistic orthopedic fitness clinic. He was the only one there, but he he had set up like this whole network of healers that he really trusted, and a chiropractor right up the street who does functional neurology and, um, would work with him looking at x-rays and stuff. And, and so I went and chatted with him and I was like, wow, I want to go through this mentorship. Like I want to, I want to do holistic healing beyond just being a health coach. Like I, I love movement. Um, I loved exercise, even though my body was pretty burnout out at that time. I was doing a lot of intermittent fasting and, um, trail running and, um, CrossFit style workouts and things. And my body was not loving it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My
1: my mind was like holding on and like really wanting to do it and pretty addicted. And going through that program was a big ego death. He's like, okay, you can't lift weights. I was like, what? And I could only do his exercises. And they were all from the beginning, like very much on the floor, slow embodiment oriented, um, somatic oriented, really repatterning um you know things that were stuck or um, moving in big segments that needed to be loosened and, and moving in a more segmented integrated fashion and um seeing the chiropractor at the time and then um seeing different healers that he suggested and um putting a lot of this stuff on credit cards and like <laughs> asking family for loans and like, um, getting money serendipitously in these different ways and synchronistically. And, um, and so, yeah, I went through a big, like ego, uh, dissolution and and repair through that process. And like, um, and finally started being able to, to move my bodies in ways that connected with my primal man nature. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm somebody who likes to express and like push and pull and, um, and doing Qigong. That's the best thing I can describe like Qigong style, like corrective exercise. And, um, yeah, I like it, but it's not, it's not enough. And so I went through that program. And then I went through the mentorship with him. And then I um, amassed some certifications through the Czech Institute, um, through a system called functional movement systems and through, um, another holistic lifestyle coaching program and, um, started to kind of weave all these things together and see what I could. It was hard at first. It was like, felt really overwhelming. And like, how do I make this work? And, um, yeah, and it was it was challenging in that environment. I was in the same office with him and I didn't feel as free to express as I wanted to express in some ways um just because it's like his space and um and yeah, and, and I was going through a lot in a personal relationship and I ended up just like needing to take a big break and I I left that office and I did some soul searching and I was driving um for a local company late at night, you know uh, brewery tours and bachelorette parties and things, um, to support myself through this whole journey. And, um, yeah, did some, did some soul searching and then, um, started, I was asked by, um, how did this order of events go? I actually, um, a year and a half ago went to a, a sacred sons retreat. Are you familiar with sacred sons? No, So they're a men's work organization that started, I think about five years ago, and they've fucking took off. Like they're, they went global, um, and in in bigger numbers, way quicker than any other men's work organization before them. And their social media is like, us, just amazing. They, they know how to, and it's like mostly BIPOC. It's like BIPOC founded and, um, it's just, So I, I didn't really know much about them. I knew a little bit and I had, um, a friend who was in my men's circle, um, say, I really want to go to this. They're coming to Tennessee, which is really close to us. Like, do you want to go? I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And it was a, a four day called an embodied masculine retreat. And that shit was the most profound experience of my life. Like what I was witnessing, um, deeply shamanic, deeply earth-based um i mean they blend so many modalities but all of the facilitators their level of embodied presence is just that level i've never been around humans like that and the containers that they held facilitated such profound healing um with with issues that people were men were bringing up that i was i my being i was like oh i guess we need to outsource and go to a like a hospital for this there's like there's no way we can hold this like and it would get healed like every man who had a process it would get healed like I, i just saw it you could feel it you saw their whole body shifted and changed and they would be dancing and um and i had my own deeply profound cathartic shamanic process um just that that experience realigned me a lot of like oh i'm supposed to be a part of this i'm supposed to be helping men heal like i'm supposed to be creating content like i'm not just a participant in this like i need to i need to take part this is a part of who i am and my mission and purpose and um i got approached by a couple guys in my men's circle who were saying they want to start a men's work organization and host just at the start host a monthly open men's circle called new moon brotherhood that we would gather around a fire on the new moon darkest night of the month to honor the darkest parts of ourselves and, um, create this beautiful container for sharing and, and, um, deep presence and this, like being with the elements outside is it's ancient. It's primal. It's like, it, it reignites things and spirit is with us and the land is with us. And, um, and the whole aspect of men's work for me is it's been like the, the deepest I've had this feeling of like something bigger than me is working through me. Like I'm an instrument for this thing. And if, and I, it's like, it's such a divine honor to, to just create a container and like, just, okay, I'll do this. I'll do this. And now I'm going to be really present. And then, and then the spirit, the spirit of brotherhood is going to do the rest. Like it's yeah. going to, and just profound things occur um profound healing and and connection and depth and challenge and compassion and um and so that's you know that's all happening at the same time i i left the you know my practice for a little bit and i'm having these big um breakthroughs with men's work and then Back in March of last year, April, I just approached, um, one of the, the men in the circles and I, um, I told him, I was like, Hey, I really care about you. And you come into each circle stating how excited you are about like this marathon you're training for, or, like this triathlon you're training for. And I see your posture and I like see your holding patterns. And if you keep going in these high endurance, high stress, um physical endeavors while in these um posture distortions these posture um yeah these 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 um postural imbalances um you're driving those patterns really really deep into your nervous system and the, the more you do that the harder it's going to be to come out of it and if you're interested like i think we could do a lot of beautiful work together it could help with some corrective exercise that's more functional and integrated that would help you get prepared to do the big thing that you want to do from a more um, integrated place and a stronger foundation and you're not using muscles that you shouldn't be using and overcompensating and um and he was like yeah that sounds amazing i want to do that and that just and it was out of my house you know instead of being at this place and that felt so good to be able to to just start on that journey like that and and then with him, I was just having all this freedom of like creativity and like incorporating all the stuff I had learned in men's work and my own um journey of healing and, and presence and mindfulness. And um, what if I could do like holistic, trauma-informed personal training, like um for instance, <laughs> it's like a part of what I do and and that just kind of started a momentum of hot referrals that at this point I still have, um, you know, I've had the same like six clients for, I don't know, six months now. And I just, I need, I need more clients. I need to, it's like, <laughs> I like really, you need
0: to sample more. <laughs> you yeah. Sample more bodies.
1: I, yeah. And, um, like, I know I have these gifts to offer and, um, but I, I, I really prioritize self-care and like, um, in self-education. I'm still in the education route. Like I'm still, I'm still learning. Um, I have a lot to offer and I'm ready. I could handle 10 or 15 clients. I just don't put myself out there. Like I said, like I, I don't do any marketing. I don't do any social media of any kind. Um, and that, that needs to shift. But as far as, as far as my work, um, you know, I've, I've also, besides functional, movement and looking at posture and corrective exercise and and biomechanics and I also have the background in the diet and lifestyle and and reducing stress um, I've also been taking some trauma-informed courses there's a, a course that I've I've been in and almost finished called um integrative somatic trauma therapy certification and it's through um, a program called the embody lab and they're fucking amazing like it's, it's just at another level and um so i've learned a lot from that that i've been implementing in and really going to the body for for the wisdom and um and so i have like you were saying a lot of these tools that i can pull but in each person it it it's different what i can utilize and it's it's different depending on what their goals are um yeah. if you're just like every person who's come to me who's like just into the movement part we end up talking about emotions like it something emotional comes up so it's th- this is one of the issues i f- i've felt um are with modern mainstream fitness it's like very like this movement thing is in fitness is its own separate entity and it doesn't really matter what else you have going on in your life like you can do this thing and my training at the check-in and trying on my own body and my mentorship was like, you check in with the person, how did their week go? Are they carrying a high physiological load of stress due to diet or lifestyle? Then we're going to bump down the intensity. We're not going to use the exercises, this outlet to like, Oh, my life's so hard. Like I'm going to like work out harder and harder. That stuff leads to more injuries and muscle imbalances. It can be a really good temporary, like move the energy for sure. But that is a practice, um, to, in my opinion is, is not sustainable. And I, I want people to be more informed. When do I do a hard workout? When do I do a soft workout? When do I do a work in, which is more Qigong style and creates energy in the body instead of breaking it down. Um, so that's, that's, that's a, that's a long answer to your, no. your question.
0: I'm so I'm so inspired by that. And that work that, that you've done in that journey. And again, I'm just watching all these dots just create this beautiful mosaic. Mm. But I was also, you know, a personal trainer years ago mm-hmm. uh, in CrossFit as well. And mm-hmm. it was what you were just saying then. It became very disappointing, you know, to use the reflective words. It's just like I could see so much more that was going on. Um, and I'm the opposite. I was more, you know, I, I work predominantly with women but even men but predominantly women and you could see so much more but they couldn't see it and to kind of be in their face as the mirrors that we are and go you know you i can you know you you might just Mm -hmm. blurt something out and you're like oh fuck i said that out loud didn't i and they aren't ready to hear that so Mm -hmm. it became one of these moments where i realized the longer i was in this space of the years I couldn't be just in this physical space anymore. I couldn't just physically train people because I Mm -hmm. realized what you were saying. There is a, there is so much more about their emotional health that plays a bigger part. Why, Mm -hmm. what you were saying, why are you flogging yourself when you really need to be doing the inner work? So I'm really inspired by that because a part of me Mm. goes, I wish I knew that, you know, seven, eight years ago, Mm. but my dots led me to more working with, you know, women's emotional issues, really, mm-hmm. really deep diving into mattresses, which is the journey of the mother and things like that. Mm. And I do a lot of those women's circles and I'm mm-hmm. in absolute awe. It actually brings me sometimes to to near tears of how in awe I am of men forming these groups, um, mm-hmm. being together, supporting each other. And sometimes I think, I wish I could do that. But she's like, you're a gal. <laughs> you need to get out of here you know what i mean it's just like you're heard a girl, that you get know,
1: another
0: so like, many <laughs> involved too like what's happening cuz all of my women friends, yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: i guess my my biggest um sadness with it is is not being seen as like no matter what we do like our intention is helping trying to help the world heal and if we're not perfect that's fucking okay like like we're not the enemy like there's there's so many entities that are we that if you're gonna put an enemy label on somebody like I, i really wish it would be more directed towards them but like that that's what brings me a lot of sadness is like the backlash of going at all public with any of this kind of stuff um from other healers or from, you know, other people in sensitive communities and things like, it's like, I so wish that you could see that we're not the enemy. Like, there's just not, we we're on the same side. We're the same. We're the same. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Just in, in my little community, there's a couple of groups, you know, that have, that have sort of started to take off, you know, ever since COVID, but more so in the last year of, you know, the, the men's groups and they don't do a men's walk, you know, once a week they catch up and there's another group that meets out, you know, by the water and, and they have a beers and barbecue. And I know that sounds very blokey here in Australia, <laughs> but that's how they have to label it here. Cause you know, Australians are, you know, it's a bloke's group, but, um, they have I've just watched and I've I've never seen any negative comments about it and it's just like mm. beautiful. But I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's like, you know, I think most of the negative there comments, as we are. were saying there before, they come from the women going, Why can't I join? And then they'll say because you're not a guy. And they're like, How dare you?
1: How dare you
0: <laughs> in there's... the work that you oh sorry, go on.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say there's a deep safety in um exclusivity, like it It needs there needs to be places just like there needs to be places for BIPOC folks, you know, queer identifying folks like there there needs to be a space they can go first to 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 feel seen, heard and connect in the way that culture has separated them, no matter what's, you know, real or not real about if we're the same or we're not like this is so deep in our cells from conditioning and and our culture and our ancestry and our trauma and our families. And like, we, we need to separate first. That's really, really important before we can integrate um, that. Like there has to be a feeling of safety first before curiosity and openness to like ask from other groups, you know, about their experiences and things like that. So it's, this idea of like everybody should be included in everything, it's 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 a theme I see a lot in my in my world. And um I question it a lot. I was like, I eventually like that's what I want too. Like, but as far as like the healing containers, like I don't know if that's the progression that I want to be a part of.
0: <laughs> I, I absolutely adore that how you just said that because mm. even finding human design finding whatever it is in your life as you were just saying but finding human design finding out that you're a reflector it's like we need to take that step back and be in our own little epicenter you know in our own little bubble Mm -hmm. here of of talking to other reflectors and that's what this whole community is about of just Mm -hmm. going how are you how are you going how are you feeling are you okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then you know being in that safe space and then going out to others and saying, okay, I feel, I feel a little bit less judged. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel a little bit less judged now and I feel like I kind of feel me a little bit. So I'm I'm Mm going to dip my toe out there and say, hello, hello, generators. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hello. Have you found that, you know, or have you sort of like plugged other people that your circle, I suppose your circle who's in your orbit of types? Have you, have you gone down that little rabbit hole at all?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, Asheville is loves to talk about things like astrology and human design, at least in all of my circles. And, um, I'd say we have more projectors here than at least in all of my circles, more projectors than any other type. Um, they're super common here in Asheville and circles. And to my understanding, they're they're like the second most rare type right uh third. is that accurate third okay Yeah. which one's the second most
0: the manifestors
1: uh okay okay yeah i haven't met a ton of the manifestors so that makes sense but um yeah i see a lot of manifesting generators and projectors like those are the two big ones um i don't know personally in my circles in ashville any other reflectors um I had not yet. Not yet. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) You gonna start a group, a circle? Oh Um, my
0: gosh! Could you imagine? Do that?
1: Yeah, I I have enough circles. I'm in charge. (laughs) I keep opening tabs in my life that I need to like. Okay, I think I need to close a couple of things. Um, I'm down to join one. I don't know about. Yeah. I got enough responsibility, but. And I did connect with one reflector. Um, It was a friend of a friend, and she lives up north. And we did some Zoom calls together. And it was just fascinating to be in that energy, even through the Zoom universe. Um, And it was a woman and just deeply, deeply sensitive and like unbelievably potent, divine ways, just like um, and intuitive unbelievably intuitive and so that was that was powerful to be in that that sphere um for the little the few times that we we connected
0: yeah it's beautiful we always not not everyone of course we've all got our own unique personalities but generally mirror to mirror you we we see um we see through it we see each other and we don't get that often because the project the projection field so a lot of people can see us but then though it's it's like glimmers every now and then and it's because they can't help it because we're shimmying you know mm-hmm. so i think reflected a reflector we do we do really feel each other it's um it's quite phenomenal sitting mm-hmm. in space with with another reflector physically and even as you said on zoom it's like yeah oh, it's easy yeah
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i feel a lot of of easefulness um having this conversation with you and yeah i, I feel that between us as well
0: yeah ah uh, well i am just so proud i would love to catch up with you again i don't know in a matter of months and see where you're at and and see how you're going yeah. and i think i would mentioned to you off air and i may cut this out i'm not sure but you know it has been asked of me to have more men on you know, what, why isn't there more men who are interviewed? And so if anybody is listening to this, know that there are men out there that are just probably a little bit shyer, but these conversations mm-hmm. are really important to have um, so that the men know that, they, you know, they're not alone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hearing women all the time talking about their stuff, it can be probably a little bit annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get it. I get it. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty, I'm pretty feminine um, or I'm pretty in touch with my feminine um, for, for the average man, I would say. So it kind of makes sense that I I was drawn here (laughs) or less, less fearful for sure.
0: Do you have any advice for your fellow brothers who are struggling a little bit and looking for support? but they're nervous, you know, they're nervous to sort of reach out to a group such as yours or or other groups in their community. Do you have any advice for them?
1: Yeah. Um, well, first off, any feelings of not belonging um, and, and fear around that and fear of connection with other men and, um, wounding around that super, 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 super common, super, super, super normal. Um, I dealt with it so much. And in these circles, that's like one of the main things that comes up over and over again. And um, it's, it's really profound for men just to be able to tell a story in front of a group of men and, and be listened to and not ridiculed, interrupted, any of these. So just, it's a profound, it's simple it is a profound thing. And so just, um, I just want to normalize that and, and send that message out of, yeah. Um, and then advice would be just some of the things I talked about earlier of like pushing your edge, um, you know, figuring out what is your edge? Like, where does it feel scary and like leaning into that a little bit and trying. And then if it's so scary that it's going to dysregulate you. I don't do that. I don't advise that. I don't advise gigantic leaps. Um, I advise titration and, um, and if, you, if there's a group around you, if you're lucky enough to have that um, locally in person, I highly recommend going and even talking to the people beforehand and getting comfortable with the facilitator, seeing if it feels like a right fit for you. Do they feel warm and inviting and, a, and allowing of what you think you, you're not allowed to do there? Like, you're like, well, can I just come and witness and not say anything? And if they say no, and you know, then that might be a no for you, but you know, just finding out like, look, or telling them this is a big edge for me. Can I be there in the ways that I need to be there? Um, I would hope they would work with you and, and just, you titrate your way up and eventually you find, you'll find a deep comfort in those spaces and, um, and are looking forward to going to them. And there's also, if you, if you're not lucky enough to have it in person, there's a lot of um, online circle support and we offer um a monthly zoom circle as well. Um so we'd love to have anybody, you know, any man out there. And if you're if you're a woman listening, um a lot of men come to us because their woman sends something to <laughs> us. It's like one of the most common ways that men get into men's work is the She's woman's like, like you need to go. <laughs> you need like you need to have friends. Like you need like connect with your emotions. Like I can't hold all of this. I can't be the the one, you know. Um and we weren't designed to be. Women weren't designed to be the only thing. Like and you know back in our history, like men's circles and outings and it's like so in our DNA. It's just been in this like really recent past that we're expected to go at it alone. And then you're with a, you know, your female partner who doesn't quite have that deep level of conditioning and they have lots of friends in a community and, um and you're, you know, you're putting all your stuff on them. You're going to them for all your nourishment, for all your emotional holding. And um it can, it can be so powerful. It is so powerful for intimate relationships to have a men's circle or a woman's circle, you know, both are, really powerful for intimate relationships. So that would be my, my advice. You can find something online, even better in person, join the new moon brotherhood. We'd love to have you sign up for our newsletter and you'll get the, the regular dates of, and times of everything. And, uh, we want to do more big events too. So we've had people travel, um, from out of state at times to come to some of our events. And, um, one of them, It was more of my project, but kind of a little bit New Moon Brotherhood um, or me and me and another guy who's outside of New Moon Brotherhood. And um, it was called Embodied Combat and it was called Embodied Combat Breakthrough Circle. So it took some of my gifts and then um, the other guy's name is James. He's a somatic breakthrough facilitator. And we kind of combined the two and then we brought in. Um, one of the guys from New Moon Brotherhood, Hunter, who does a lot of authentic relating facilitation. And so we kind of combined all of our forces and um, got into our primal man and wrestled and uh, did embodiment work and, um, you know, just held space for anything that would come up. Like we create these little environments that trigger us and brings us back to our childhood. And then we stop what we're doing, circle up like, Hey, what's going on? Like we're here for it. And with the goal of, of deep somatic healing is, is, yeah and we've we've had people drive quite a bit for that one and we want to do it again next year or this year this year you need to start yeah planning that
0: (laughs) incredible what a gift you are thank you and um, i'll put all of those links in it's a new the new moon brotherhood.com isn't it
1: i think it's just new moon brotherhood.com and my business is soulbodyperformance.com um, I do Zoom coaching as well. Um, I, you know, it can look a million ways from Sunday, but I, I really enjoy working with both sexes. And men seem to just be a little bit more draw. Tri- I have more men than, than women, but I, I enjoy both. And um, I can I can work well on Zoom for movement based instruction and or um, the coaching aspects. So, Fantastic.
0: thank you so very much. Mm, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for chatting and sharing and it's been beautiful.